Thank you. Oh. There we go. Okay, that's useful. Thank you. Morning, everyone. Morning. Um, so um, I was a bit... I didn't know what to talk about this week as I was thinking about what to share today. Um, but one verse kept coming to mind about what I should bring to you today. And we're going to dig a little bit deeper into this verse. Um, and I want to show you an illustration of what it means. So that's why I have this up here today. So the verse we're going to be looking at is, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord, which is Romans 6, 23. Um, I think it's such a powerful verse, and we're going to dig deeper into what this really means for us. So first off, um, I would like you to imagine that you're standing on a cliff edge here. This is us. We are here, and we have a big separation between us and God who is on the other side. So Isaiah 59.2 says that our iniquities and our sins have separated us from God. This has caused the separation between us and God. Now you'll probably be thinking, how can I get to God? How can I fill this gap? Well, I need to build a bridge between the two. But let's dig into this verse a little bit deeper. So, for the wages, wages, so a wage is something that you earn in exchange for work that you've done. So, it's something that you earn, something you deserve. The next word, for the wages of sin. Now, sin is anything that we say, think or do that is not pleasing to God. It is rebellion against God. So, what we earn what we deserve for the sins that we have committed is death. Now this is not just physical death but spiritual death. Now this is this is the bad news for the wages of sin is death what we deserve but now this is the important word it doesn't just stop there the verse doesn't just stop there it keeps on going this is where Something changed. Okay. But the gift, gift, the gift of God. This is a gift. It's not something that we've earned, like the wages of sin. What we deserve is something that he wants to give freely to us. So imagine I might have spent lots of money on a special gift for someone and they want to try and pay me back for it it just it it just doesn't work like that that's that's not how god intended this to be a gift is something um that we uh, um that what someone wants to give to us freely without a charge and this has come from god and god is perfect god is holy and he is the one who loves us And that is why he wants to give this gift freely to us. So John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. So if I write this down, 
wages. Sin equal death. And a gift from God equals eternal life. So that we have a clear separation between the two. We have death and eternal life. Eternal life. And the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Eternal life will go on forever. Now this is where we can bridge the gap. This is where Jesus comes in. So Jesus is the bridge between us and God. Jesus said, I am the way and the truth and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus says this, John 5, 24, I tell you the truth. Whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life and will not be condemned. He has crossed over from death to life. So he is the bridge between us and God. And Jesus did not simply save us from something. He saved us for something. He saved us for a relationship with God who loves us. By saving our, uh, saving our sins, Jesus made a re reconciliation with God possible. Before it wasn't, but he made it possible. Allowing us to approach God, our heavenly father. By his grace and not by our works, by his grace, we are saved for an eternity with God. Worshipping him, enjoying him and being loved by him forever. So if you choose to accept Jesus in your life, well, what does that mean? What does that change? Well, scripture tells us um, multiple things, but in 1 John 3 verse 1, it says, How great is the love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called the children of God and that is what we are. We are children of God. If you have made that decision and accepted Jesus into your life, this means you are a child of God and that you have a father, father in heaven who loves you. And he wants to have a relationship with you. You may also be thinking, well, I can't bridge that gap and have a relationship with Jesus. God can't use me. I've, I've done this, I've done that. How can he use me? Why, why would he want to use me in this way? But the Bible proves us wrong in this way. He, you can see how many people he used through his word. And I'll show you some examples. Sarah, she laughed at God's promise. Moses, he stuttered. He, he found it hard to speak. Um, Jesus was poor, yet he was used miraculously. Abraham was considered to be too old, yet he was used so much. David was too young and he became king. Peter was afraid of death. Lazarus was dead and resurrected. John was self-righteous. Paul was a murderer and so was Moses. Jonah ran from God. Um, Miriam was a gossip. Gideon and Thomas both doubted. Um, Peter was embarrassed to tell people he knew Jesus. 
And the disciples were often weak and jealous of each other and fell asleep on the night that Jesus was arrested. These are just some of the people in the Bible that Jesus used. And even though they did all this, God was able to use them and meet with them and have a relationship with them. So what's so bad that we could have done that God can't use us? Because God uses ordinary people to do extraordinary things. And he wants to do that with us. Even with the faults that the world see in us, God sees past that. God doesn't choose us one day and decides to get rid of us the next. He's not like that. He doesn't look at our financial gain or loss. He's not prejudiced or partial. He's not blind to our faults. His gift to us is free. Satan is the one saying, you're not worthy. You don't deserve this. But Jesus says, so what? I am. He is worthy. Satan looks back and sees our mistakes, whereas God looks back and he sees the cross. And that's the most important thing. So we want to bridge the gap today. We want to meet with God. We have passed from death and we've come to meet with God to have eternal life with him. So that was my message here today, but I'm going to pray now for anyone that wants to receive this message today. Um, So let's all just uh, pray here now. Lord, I thank you that you sent your son, Lord Jesus. I thank you that he died for us to save us from our sins and death, Lord. We thank you that we can have eternal life with you. And I pray right now that you will meet with people in this room And they will know that you, Jesus, has died on the cross for them, Lord Jesus. That you love them and you want a relationship with them. So, Lord, rest on their hearts right now, Lord Jesus. Meet with them here in this place. And fill them with your love right now, Lord Jesus. I pray for everyone in this room that we feel loved by God, our Heavenly Father. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.